You're listening to Happiness Abound, episode 465. Do you want to end the cycle of feeling frustration, shame, stress, and guilt? You know what I'm talking about. The cycle of beating yourself up for not being the perfect mom, spouse, or entrepreneur. Do you crave deeper connections with your spouse, your kids, and, dare I say it, yourself? If only you could control the ever-growing to-do list and other priorities running through your mind at all times. Do you wish you had more balance between your life and business? What if you could fall asleep, feeling at peace, and knowing your best was good enough? If those sound like things you want in your life, send me an email at taylor at happinessabound.com. I'd be honored to be able to help you achieve your dream life. Welcome to Happiness Abound, a podcast dedicated and designed to help those seeking happiness in their lives. Here we'll talk about happiness as gained through habit formation, being inspired by the stories of others, and looking for opportunities of growth and learning. I'm Taylor Proctor. Thanks for tuning in. Happiness Abounder, and welcome back. So we are wrapping up our five-episode theme all about how to improve your relationships, and today is one of the most, I'm going to say, groundbreaking things that I've ever happened in my relationships, and that was to read, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but that was to read and understand the five love languages. So the five love languages is a book, and I believe it's by Gary Coleman? Ooh, I probably should have looked that up before I started this episode, (laughs) but the book is called The Five Love Languages, and it's purple on the cover, and it's a very short, quick, and easy read, and what's interesting about it is it's also accompanied with a quiz. You can take the quiz online. You can take the quiz in the back of the book. I highly, highly, highly recommend don't shortchange yourself. Actually get the book because there's tons of articles about the five love languages, podcasts. There's also tons of online quizzes around it, but really it helps to have the physical tangent, like tangible book that has the quiz in the back. And you can kind of read how this has helped other people, uh, other couples, the framework behind how he set this up and then take the quiz. Super beneficial. And here's why. Of the five love languages, most people have a primary and a secondary. And it's almost like speaking a different language to someone if they don't speak your same love language. Meaning, for example, my husband's love language is words of affirmation. That is nowhere on the scale for my words of love languages or my my love language. And so words of affirmation is just something that doesn't connect with me until I read the five love languages. And I realized, and he took the quiz too, and he realized that his love language, his primary love language was words of affirmation. And the reason this was a game changer is because he would say stuff to me all the time, like, I'm so proud of you and you're doing such a great job. And all these really nice words that were affirmative that I was doing good things and that he was proud of me and he was happy for me and he was supportive. And it was him telling me he loved me in his way. But with words of affirmation not being on my range at all, I would just brush it off. Like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. 
Like, yep, works great, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't accept his words of affirmation, which made it seem like I didn't, he was trying to tell me he loved me in, in his own way. Show me he loves me, which I think that's the big thing about the five love languages. You can tell someone you love them, but these languages are all about showing someone so they can actually feel the love. And it's not showing them that you love them in their language necessarily because my husband was saying that he, words of affirmation, telling me, showing me that he loved me, and I wasn't paying any attention to it because it wasn't in my language. It was falling on deaf ears. So when I read this book and I realized that, I realized that anytime that I felt unloved, he would tell me something positive and something nice, and I would brush it aside and still feel unloved. But now that I know that that is his core love language, when he does those things, I know that he's telling me he loves me. And I can accept that without demanding it be in my particular love language. And there's the opposite of that. Now, instead of forcing the quality time, which is my love language, I love to spend quality time with an individual, specifically with my spouse. But whether it's hanging out with friends or family, quality time is how I express my love. I think time, and this is total equality time person, time is the greatest gift you can give because I am so busy that if I'm setting aside time to be with you or you're taking time to be with me, it is the greatest gift and the greatest show of appreciation and love. So when I want that, my husband knows that and we'll set aside time together. But I can also, instead of forcing quality time, which means that it's something he's not paying attention to because that's not his love language, instead I can speak to his, which is words of affirmation. You tracking? So that said, you're probably like, okay, great. You've mentioned two. You said there were five. What are the five? And now that I'm on the spot, (laughs) let's see if I get them all. So you have quality time, touch, so like physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service and gifts. So have you ever had someone who like is the best at giving gifts and you're like, this is awesome. This is really nice, but you are not great at giving gifts. That might be that their love language is giving gifts and yours is maybe quality time. So you're like, yeah, I'd rather spend time with you and go to like dinner and I'll pay for the dinner versus go and find the absolute most perfect gift to give this person to show them that you love them. Acts of service are things like, hey, you're, I know you're really busy. I'm going to do the dishes tonight. I'm going to take a chore off your plate, or I'm going to go out and mow the lawn, or I'm going to do this act of service. I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of. How many times does that happen and we just ignore it and we're like, yeah, you should have done the dishes. But instead, it's them showing that they love you and they're providing an act of service. Then, of course, touch is the actual physical touch. So holding hands cuddling on the couch, things like that can really boost those who have touch as a love language. Quality time, I've already mentioned. I like to spend time with the individual. I like to go to dinner, go on walks, but you're spending core time together. And then words of affirmation is affirming the good things about your partner or whoever it may be. Meaning, you're not constantly complimenting their looks. Oh, your hair looks great today, or you've lost a lot of weight. Yes, you can do that, but sometimes it's, you know what? You are the best mom. Or, I really appreciate how you keep the house so clean. 
And I don't think that that's both for a female. Uh, my husband is the one that keeps the house clean in our house. And it's things like that that can really boost that self-esteem and show those feelings of love and help them feel loved. Because if you want to improve your relationship, not only do you need to communicate, have trust, respect each other, you need to feel loved. And if you're on opposite spectrums of those love languages and you are not speaking each other's love languages, you will not feel loved. And when you don't feel loved, everything else starts to crumble and the relationship cannot improve. So I highly, highly recommend that after you listen to this podcast, go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever and buy or borrow from the library the Five Love Languages book. Because I'm not doing it justice here on the podcast. I openly admit that. But in my experiences, when I have known the love languages of those around me, it's been a game changer. It has helped me feel so loved, even though it may not be the love languages that I speak. And I'll use an example. I have a family member who is constantly going above and beyond to make sure that the members of our family are taken care of. Whether it's making a phone call and connecting us so that we can have our car fixed, or it's making sure that this and this and this are in place, constantly taking care of us. That's acts of service. And I can see that now and feel the love from that individual, where before it was like, oh, that's just how that person is, right? It was almost taken for granted where now I can see it as true acts of love and acts of service. So again, I highly recommend the five love languages book and looking at your languages so that you can communicate how you like to be shown love, but then also finding out the love languages of those around you, not just your romantic partner, but your family, your friends, because you can start to see how you show love and how they show love. You can start to understand each other more, which can improve your connections, improve your feelings of love and improve those relationships. So wrapping up these five things that you can do to improve your relationships, we have less phone time, swaying nightly, cutting out sarcasm, forgiving and letting go, and learning the five love languages. So I hope that this theme week has helped you in improving your relationships. If you would like to learn more about how to improve your relationships, and specifically, let's talk about this for a second, your relationship with yourself. All of this counts, right? Less phone time so you can be alone with yourself, moving your body, cutting sarcasm from your internal monologue, forgiving those around you, and learning how you function in the world through your languages and your templates can improve your relationship with yourself. So if you have more questions about that, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook at Happiness Abound blog. You can find me on Instagram at happiness underscore abound or ultimately find me at happinessabound.com and you can learn more about Happiness Abound, my mentoring programs, my classes, and all the other podcast episodes. So leaving that with you today, I hope you have a wonderful day and remember, you are capable of Happiness Abound.